bless up, bless up, bless the fuck up. It's your girl, Convict, the guy, a.k.a. Dev motherfucking G. I'm chilling tonight, y'all. Black Girl Lost episode two. You know what I'm talking about? We gonna, we gonna keep that rolling. It's Friday. <laughs> That's what we do. We focus on the God on Friday. All attention on me. We gonna focus on me. Let's make this all about me. Um, <laughs> so last week we discussed the black child lost the little black girl that was missing she, what happened to her we figured out that her mama had some shit going on and her daddy had some shit going on and they came together and they just made a big nice little fuckery patty and Kent's was born convict and uh nigga ain't been nothing nice since that day but nothing nice but in this journey of myself, this is so sad, y'all. It's something about when I turn the lights off, I get sleepy. So I'm going to get my ass up and I'm going to turn the lights back on because this is actually the second take. Because the first take I was recording and I realized that I didn't have my earbuds in and I wanted to make sure that, you know what I'm saying, you could hear me, that it was very direct. And as soon as I plugged my earbuds in, it stopped recording. So I had to, you know, do it all over again. So now I had to get up and just turn the lights back on. <sighs> what do I want to talk about today? What do I want to give y'all about me today? Because like, we know last week we learned A squared plus B squared equals C squared. So whatever the mother is, the father is, that's what the hell the baby going to be. So in order to, to, to heighten your chances and having great fucking children, you got to do your self work. And he got to do his self-work. And then when y'all are all whole and healed, y'all come together and y'all make them genius-ass babies that be ready to take over the world. That's what we learn. Okay? That's what we understand. That's what we got the background about me and where I am and who I am and what I come from and both sides of the family and all that good googly-moogly shit. And, yeah. So, that was a great catch-up. Hopefully, I can keep building on that part every week. I'm probably not, so don't even look forward to that shit. Um, I want to talk about a conversation that I had with somebody, right? We was just chopping it up. Just, you know, basic ass conversation. I wouldn't say basic, but general conversation. I guess that kind of mean the same shit, whatever. Um, and he was asking when I said I was going to cut my hair off. He was like, why are you going to do that? I love your hair. Your hair is beautiful. Your hair is gorgeous. And he is maybe the fifth or sixth person to say this of the people that I've confided into, like, personally, that it's finna go. I'm chopping it, right? So, um, basically, like, I had to explain to him, the cutting of my hair is part of my journey into myself and loving myself and becoming one with myself. Um, for those that don't know me personally, like, y'all ain't never really dealt with me for real, for real, like, outside of Facebook or this podcast, I'm going to be honest. Let me tell y'all something. I'm shallow. I'm shallow as hell. I, um, look, I can't even begin, begin to even understand it myself, but I'm shallow as shit. I base everything off appearances. Like I will literally not talk to somebody cause you ain't cute enough. And if I need to slide on you, I'll probably slide on you, but I'm not going to be caught in public with you. Like I, it's, it's, it's levels to this shit. 
So, um, <laughs> but not being funny. Seriously, though, I am a shallow person. And my shallowness is one of the things that I have to face. I, me, for me, and this is going to sound weird because a lot of people ain't going to understand it. But when it comes to self-love, you have to love you in every aspect. And the one thing that I do know about me is that even I know people love my hair and I pride myself on my hair. My hair is a big, is a big focal point for me. I do all types of shit with my hair, be it natural or and now when I say natural, I mean like just rocking my fro, like don't do nothing to it. And I'm that girl that literally wakes up and go like, I'm not picking it. I'm not combing it. I'm not, I might not even put no oil on it. Like literally I took my shower the night before. So I'm finna get up, get dressed, wash my face, hit these choppers and I'm out the door. Like, Yeah. It might be like kind of scrunchy on one side or in the bag. It might have some lint in it from the covers. Ain't no telling what might be going on with this fro, but I don't be giving no fucks. I just, you know, I rocks it. I do me's. <laughs> so, um, that being said, I'm, I'll flat iron it. Um, we ponytails, braids, like it doesn't matter. Whatever stretch of the imagination. I remember at one point I had this, um, when I first started going to the gentleman, when I was at the clubhouse, um, one of the members there, he was like, I never know when you walk through the door because every time you come, you have a different hairstyle. Like I've not seen your hair the same way twice yet. You look different every time we see you. And that's kind of one of those things that I'll pride myself on. Like, I don't like being repetitive or redundant in my appearance. Back to my shallowness. <laughs> um, I like to switch it up. I like to explore with all different types of things. Colors, cuts, like just styles. I don't wear makeup. I wear lip gloss every once in a blue moon. Might put on lipstick. That's not a guarantee. I may or may not wear earrings. So it's, for me, it's just my persona. It's whoever and whatever I'm feeling like that day, that's how I'm leaving. That's how I'm rocking it. And for y'all, that goes back to knowing that I'm a tomboy. Dev G might show up on you. <laughs> CBJ hand rub. Let me stop that silly shit. Um, and be like, it is what it is. You know, so, so it's just kind of a way to, for me, this is going to be rock bottom. I guess is a way to put it. Me cutting my hair is my rock bottom. It is accepting myself with nothing. It is my... <sighs> I feel like right now, just thinking about it, I'm low-key getting emotional and teary because it's kind of like my hair. I feel like I'm like the female version of Samson and I really have strength in my hair and I now have to figure out the world without it. I recently watched this super cool ass movie on Netflix called Napoli Ever After. And my girl had a, a whole mental break. I don't know what the fuck happened with her. She snapped in some way. Excuse me. 
And um, she chopped all her shit off drunk. She was drunk as shit. She had some some little tantrum about it, uh, uh, um, some shit that was going on with her job. Like, I think she felt as though they didn't respect her at her job. Type I can't remember. Um, maybe I need to rewatch it. And um, she chopped her shit off. She took the, the, the clippers to it herself. What are some scissors? I can't remember, but she looked a mess. And she woke up from that shit and was like, whoa, my God, what did I do? And now she had to go with it. So, um, and it was a pretty cool ass movie. It was a dope ass movie, like for real, for real. And I I really respect that. And I loved it. And it just kind of, what was funny is it, it was for me a confirmation of what it is that I'm doing just to just stand in my truth, take myself out of my comfort zone, come out of my box and let it do exactly what it do. Allow myself to be seen. Because the one thing that I do know from, a, again, these I'm going to always reference conversations that I have with people. Um, I had somebody tell me, I notice your presence whenever you're in a room. You command respect, but you don't have to say a word. Your presence is always felt. People know when you're there. You're that person that people look around for because something changes in the atmosphere when you enter a space. It, it it commands, you command attention when you walk into a room. Even if you come in quietly, if you're there first, they're looking for where that feeling is coming from and they're trying to see it. I've had people say to me, I don't know why, but I gravitate towards you. I feel as if I'm being pulled to you, like I am drawn to you and I don't understand it. And it's funny, um, most females feel really uncomfortable with that feeling of being drawn to another woman because they don't understand what it is. And I think at some points, it may be that they have their own confusion or questions in regards to their sexuality. And that's why they don't know how to place it so to speak. And they're like, Oh my God, what is this that I'm feeling? And why do I want to be around her? What is it that she has? Or what is it about her that I feel the need to want to be in her presence? Because that's typically something that we feel towards men. So it kind of makes sense, but, um, it's those things. It's those reasons that other people, I feel low key. I kind of feel cheated. Because it's like other people have this opening, this perception, this this feel of me that I don't have. You know what I'm saying? And it's just kind of like, I want that too. Like, I want me that way. I want to know what it is that I do to people or how it is that I affect people. And definitely, I want to make sure that my presence, when it's felt or when it's you know, it's known, you know, that it's good. You know, that it's pure. You know, that you have a help in the room, no matter what the environment is, you know, that there is a rescue there, so to speak. Uh, uh, I don't want to say savior cause I ain't trying to save no motherfucking body. That's your job to save yourself, but a help, you know what I'm saying? I just want to be that, that the backup you have backup there, so to speak, like, like, 
when you have a partner or you're a police officer and you need that backup, like there's no question. Like even if your mic fail, you good. You you want hundred on the stakeout. You know what I'm talking about? So um my thing and and this is what's so cool because I can't wait. So two parts to this. It all ties in. Just follow me. Those that want to subscribe to help support or sponsor my webcast, my podcast, what I'm doing right now, Just Convict. Those of you that want to support can go to my website. I am going to post the link there. Um, and it's going to, I am still in the process of building the website, so don't judge me. This is hard for a single podcast person. I'm the whole creative team. I'm the producer. I'm the promoter. I'm everything. Damn it. It's all me. So, (laughs) um, no, but I am going to make, um, and this is going to be for the first 50 supporters, um, depending on which levels you choose. I'm not looking at the levels right now, so I can't see them. So give me one second. Cause I know I did go in and set that up via PayPal on the website. Hold on. As I'm looking. So what I'm going to do is I have it set up so that you can donate and there's different levels to be able to donate. And again, that's at convictthegod.com. And when you scroll down, so basically it literally, you go to the page, Con Nation presents, bam, it has book appointments. That is where if you want to be a guest, you want to join me, you want to co-host with me, um, go to my page and click on book. It's only going to be on the Wednesday. So even though it's going to let you choose Sunday through Saturday, only book it for Wednesday, please. And thank you. So that's there. That's one of the first options that's there. Then there's a SoundCloud jump off for the podcast and also, um, to support just convict. It's right there on the page. So there are four options available to, for support and you have trust $4 and 44 cents, honesty, $9 and 99 cents, make a wish 11, 11 and loyalty is 1999 for each one of those different, um, supports. They are monthly. So it's a subscription, um, to help a player be able to be able to make this happen. And to keep this going, um, well, I'm going to keep it going with or without your help. Let's just put that on the table. Um, this is not dire need. It's always great to have the support of the people. But um, I'm doing this because I'm supposed to be doing this. Uh, sorry, not sorry. Um, but for the first 50 people, I am creating um, a thank you box. So depending on which one you choose is what's going to be in your box. All boxes are a surprise. I'm not telling you what's in them, but of course the higher (laughs) the payment, the more shit you get. Like that's just common sense. So I will say 
what I will say though, with everything that I create to go into the boxes will be packaged accordingly, but they will also be available for sale on the website. So if you want to just purchase one of those things individually, you most certainly can. And I thank you greatly for your support. One thing about this, where it's going to tie into one of my other ventures, which is I am a travel agent. I can book you, get you where you're trying to go, baby. But um, with that, so I also do weekend getaways. We have a weekend getaway coming up for March. The details of that will get posted to the webpage because that's going to be under the travel section and that will be there and available on that page once I get that page um, built and going. Well, actually, once I get it published because I'm already in the process of building it. Um, the wristbands that um, you receive for the um, the subscription service, the wristbands will definitely get you into the events without having to pay. So once I start getting these events completely squared away and how we're going to do them, that's going to be a whole nother awesome thing that you can partake in. So basically like meet and greet sessions and live podcasts, you can come in and, you know, kick it, turn up with me and record an episode as at the table, you know what I'm saying? On the round table events, we're going to always have round table events on the weekend getaways yay another thing to look forward to so back to what i was saying so again all the merchandise that i build and that i make and that i have will always be available for sale also on the website um it's all about building the brand and it's about building a self so this is literally I'm building myself and my brand from the ground up. You are literally watching what it takes. It, I've spent, I swear to God, the last 24 hours. Between yesterday and today, I have put in 24 hours into just trying to get the materials and doing research for different products and comparison of products to make sure that Everything that I put out is of quality and that it is very reflective of myself. So one of the things and one of um, one of my objects is um, a T-shirt and the T-shirt has one of my three logos on it. And it says, hi, I'm Moth, Butterfly's Ugly Cousin. And I've we all know beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but I was so afraid of butterflies. Like, I don't give a fuck how pretty y'all think they is. They terrified me. I would run. So you can only imagine what I did when I seen a moth, right? But I've come to a realization in something that has been happening in my life in regards to confirmations. And for those of you that don't know, I have really weird ass visions that I am not able to explain. And then shit just happens. Premonitions, whatever you want to call it. But it's always about myself. So don't be hitting me up with no stupid shit about no lottery numbers and all that weirdo ass shit. Because that's not what this is about. But um, one of my tattoos actually is my logo. And this piece. 
was very, very instrumental to something that took place in my life. And so the moth that is in my tattoo really changed my perception. And I had to do research and I had to understand and I had to, when I did the work, I came to the realization that a butterfly seeks the light because the way that it's, it's, I don't even know how to explain it, honestly. And they, they will go to a heat source. So wherever the light is, is that's where they're going to, to, to gravitate to so much. So they will die trying to be close to the flame. Um, that to me says something in a different way. Most people may look at that and be like, oh, well, that's stupid or that's weird. You know what I'm saying? But what I love about them is the, um, what I see or what I feel when I realize the moth, um, the moth to the flame correlation is to me, I see that, um, in a spiritual sense, I see that as a way to have an understanding of seeking the light, seeking the truth and being willing to die for your truth or for the truth. And that to me sits with my person. Though it's dangerous, though it is scary um, to be that the the truth for me is irresistible I guess is the way that you can put it I want the truth I crave the truth I need the truth like oh my god like so that's where the hi I'm off butterflies ugly cousin comes from that will be on one of my t-shirts that will be the one that that I um that will be included in one of the um the gift boxes. I'm not telling you which ones. Um or you'll be able to just purchase it outright. So I can't wait for that. That to me is that's my baby. That is my prize right there. Um so I I have an obsession with this. Like, so my apologies. Had to take a quick break. I had a phone call come in because I forgot to put the phone in. Do not disturb. Yeah, my bad. I'm going to do better. First time for everything. And hopefully that's the last time. Because I ain't got time for this. But where I did leave off at is I was talking about butterflies, ugly cousin. Moth. (laughs) So, real life though. Back to the convo. I was afraid of butterflies 
because of the motherfucking movie Silence of the Lambs. Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, I know. This not reality, but it's based off real events, though. Ain't nobody out here playing with y'all. Um, <laughs> I, uh, so yeah, that's, that's one of those things that kind of, you know, it is what it is. But we're going to make shit happen the way it's supposed to happen and keep it pushing. So whenever you hear the moth uh, phrase or you hear me talking about the moth or you hear the word moth pop up, you know it's about to be some truth dropping. <laughs> yes. Um, I really, I'm not feeling that song, so we're going to have to skip that. We're going to have to do something different. Uh-huh. <laughs> um... But yes, so that's what this is. This is my moth moment. This is this is me being Butterfly's ugly cousin. And um, I don't really give a damn about who's prettier than me because we all have our own, you know, purposes and reasons for existing. So me and my ugliness, that is so beautiful. Um, we are just going to make this happen. We're going to do this whole transition and it's going to be gorgeous. I don't know which butterfly, I mean, which moth I'm going to be. Because it's some pretty ass moths. It's some moths that you would confuse for a butterfly, people. I'm going to need y'all to do a little research on that. I'm going to need y'all to look into these moths. I'm going to need y'all to learn about the moth. I'm giving y'all homework now. Shit. We're going to learn together around here. And you can understand. Um... Um, the one that I have tattooed on me is actually my favorite. I don't remember um, the the specific classification or type of moth it is, but it is definitely by far my favorite, and I am overwhelmed by it. Again, I got this ink, um, and it was in March when I got my ink, I believe. It was February or March, and April is when the the whole situation came full circle. I actually seen the moth that's tattooed on my arm in person in real life. Um, and it's also the same day that I met Confidant. Um, a lot of a lot of magical things happened during that time frame. Um, so between the moths and Smurfs that's that's really and dragons and what else do i like moths smurfs dragons dead roses i only like dead roses like i don't know why but i have so many dead roses around my room it's not even funny i love them they're beautiful to me um uh what else I'm trying to think of what knowledge I want to share with y'all today. Like, for real, for real. Like, what of me, what of my essence do I, what I like to reveal today? What do I want to give? And you know what? Okay, I'll take it here. We, me, not we, me. I'm going to focus on me. I am, I am prepared to go to the absolute extreme measure no matter what it takes to have a full know and understanding of myself. This for me is so much more than beauty. 
um, this is so much more than just, oh, it's going to make, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be awkward. It's going to be very trying. It is going to be a definite um, eye-opening experience. This is taking me completely out my comfort zone. My comfort zone is going to be annihilated by this. This is me, the cutting of my hair. And to the degree that I'm cutting it, it is definitely going to be an eye opener. Because for me, it's about self-acceptance. And am I, how is this going to affect me? Because the one, the one thing that I have committed myself to in this is that I will not allow my hair to regrow until I've accepted myself. So however long that takes. I don't know how many haircuts it's going to take. Hopefully it don't take more than three. Um, for, me, <laughs> for me to be able to accept myself. But at the same time, I'm not putting, um, I'm not putting restraints on myself because I want to actually really do the work. Um, I love me with hair. You know what I'm saying? So how am I going to feel about me when my identity or what I've identified with for so long is no longer there. What do I do? How do I? Am I going to try to overcompensate in other areas? Am I going to become, you know, silent? Am I going to then become, you know, humbled, so to speak, um, and think lowly of myself? Is that so? I'm interested in how this is really going to affect my person. Um, and how it's going to the the whole transformation from start to finish. So once the hair is gone, of course the title is going to change to to from Black Girl Lost to Black Girl Discovering the Little Black Girl. Because then at this point I am in I am indefinitely in search and in discovery of myself and to figure out. Who, what, when, where, why, how of myself. Um, my kids pulled my car, yo. I don't. I think I brought this up on the last uh, episode or whatever. But um, the one thing that I've always taught my children and that I've prided myself on in being a parent is teaching them that since birth, they, their only goal in life is to be better than me. And when I got, when I tell you my kids be checking for me, these niggas is checking for me. Like they is putting me on my feet. My daughter came and asked me, so um, when you start school? Like, so when your, when your first day, what you doing? So there is going to be a whole transformation all at once for me. It is the building of this brand. It's the cutting of my hair. It's starting school. It's focusing and learning myself. Um, And to be able to give each one of these things dedicated time, all while still being a hands-on mother, while still putting oh my baby's graduating this year so we have high school graduation we got we got senior prom we got you know the the all the the joys i gotta plan senior trip or at least senior gift 
I'm not quite sure what that's going to be or what that's looking like right now. I kind of wanted to do something with the family, but depending on how money looks, it might just be, you know, me and her and call it good. It's a lot. And for me to not have the organization that I know I need is going to be different. Oh, and full fledged with the vegan. So I'm starting my detox very soon. Um, more than likely Monday, my, um, juicer will be here tomorrow. So I will be able to have fresh wheatgrass shots in the morning before work, um, to keep me on my toes, to keep me ready and going. I am getting, so that all in the detox in and of itself is the jump start of it all because the haircut is in seven days. Yes, honey, seven days and it's gone. So I figured I'll start my detox now and, you know, let's get the ball going. No, no questions asked. Let's make it happen. Um, so, yes, I'll be doing wheatgrass and celery and vegetable and kale and apples and pineapples and mangoes and papayas. And, oh, my God, I am just so. Oh, just thinking about that like low-key overwhelming like like shit this is a lot at once but each piece of this puzzle is for a purpose it is my mental it is my physical because I already have somebody that I've re- already squared away my gym time with for workouts so mental physical spiritual emotional and financial. I am working on each segment, each step that I'm taking fulfills one part of that puzzle. And I will start journaling those things. And I'll probably, um, um, I don't know how the hell I'm going to work that in, but I'll figure out a way to make that part of the website, to put the blog there, to already have a blog. I'm, I'm on Tumblr. So I guess I'll just, you know, figure out a way to incorporate the Tumblr to the page and bring it all together full circle. Um, for those that don't really have the time and can just catch up with me via, you know, the blogs, it, it all works. It all comes together or I'll probably just blog it and post it to the Facebook or something to that effect. I don't know. I honestly don't know what this picture looks like, but it will come together. I'm not worried about it. All I know is, I just say the shit and I let the universe work out the pieces, baby, because I have to be like water. I don't, I can't be anything else. I have to make sure I stay within the flow um, of what I'm doing and how I'm doing things. So we have to make sure we don't get caught up on no rough edges because water flows over all things. It don't stop for nothing. When water gets to moving, it moves, baby. And that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm, I can't get caught up in nothing. I have, this is where understanding of the universe and having faith in yourself and understanding who you are, what you are, and what you can do and make it happen and let it be. That's it. I don't have the energy nor the desire to get caught up in the small pieces because however it's going to go, it's going to go. Whether I want it to go that way or not, it doesn't matter. 
if it's what it's going to do, it's going to do it. So ain't no need to be trying to be stressed out and aggravated about something that I have no control over. I said, this is what I want because I'm a make shit happen, then this is what I'm going to do. I want my podcast to flow. I want my podcast to grow and to to have substance, to be of relevance. So this is what I'm doing. This is my my part. Um, and I wish we could all have that part, that understanding, to just be like water so that we learn how to get out of our own way sometimes, to make things... Um, go smoothly to make things just be what they need to be oh my god y'all this is my favorite song in the whole wide world I think I'm gonna take pole dancing classes too not because I want to be a stripper but it's just something that I want to do I gotta, I gotta turn the Michael up. Michael Jackson is life, and this is my favorite Michael Jackson song. But yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn how to pole dance so I can dance to this song. I have a whole visual in my mind, so I got that to do too. Um, but yeah, so the detox is gonna be in full effect and cut my hair off. So that's gonna be, I am shredding weakness and gaining strength and endurance. That is what this is about in every aspect of my life. Shredding weakness emotionally. Shredding weakness financially. Shredding weakness even spiritually. Shedding weakness mentally. Shredding weakness physically. Get it all the way in. Do you understand me? So... Let's see how long we've been. Because I think I think we got one time for one story from much. Okay, so yeah, bet. Because I don't want to make it like super dumb long. So let me take y'all on this little quick story, right? So I don't know how old I was. I had to have been all of nine, ten years old. So I lived with my grandparents, right? And we, um, they would go out of town. And this was one of the times that they went out of town. They went to the casino and, uh, I don't know where, but they was gone, gone. So the kids had the house to ourselves. And all my cousins, at least my generation. I can't even say that. Well, yeah, the males, the males of the family, they all GD, right? And one of my cousins, same, you know, generation, but she was dating this dude who was a Blackstone, right? My cousin's name was Tussie. And she, um, she was dating this dude. So she would be just always on some gangbang shit. It was low-key funny, whatever. That was, like, my semi-favorite cousin. Like, I really did look up to her. Like, I wanted to be so much like her as a child. Okay, thinking about her got me tearing up, y'all. I got to put my life together. So, um, 
this was one of the times that they was gone. And we got to set tripping through the house. So it turned into girls versus boys. And the girls, we was screaming Apache, big old A, because that's what took. Well, you know what I'm saying? That's what she is. And this is what we, we, it's the girls, girls against boys. And all the boys are screaming GD all through the house. Like, it was crazy. We was literally wrestling, rumbling, fighting through the house. Like, a whole royal rumble. Like, it was crazy. I will never forget this, y'all. And the boys decided that they were going to come up with a group. And, I mean, they clicked. And they click was slap, y'all. And it was... They said it stood for smooth loving ass pimps, but you know, we had to be disrespectful and we had to clap back at their ass. So we would call them silly line ass punks. And we was, the girls was GGP because it was girls getting paid, but they couldn't come back. They couldn't clap back at our name. (laughs) So we would just be like the, the way the house was, so from the, on the second floor and on the main floor was a laundry chute that went from the second floor all the way down to the basement. I'm talking about, so the boys was in the basement and we had the main floor. So we talking big shit to them, like we banging hard as shit. So we came up with the idea that we was going to run up on them. We was going to invade, y'all. Why did we go down the laundry chute and these niggas didn't see us and caught them on the stairs and we was banging and wrestling through the cold? After that, the whole motherfucking house was just, it was in an uproar. It was one of the funniest situations. Like, you could only imagine, like, really. I'm telling you, like, I was like 9 or 10. The youngest of us that was in the house, she had to been like five or six at the time and it was only like four or five of us against like six seven of them because even the next door neighbor he was over there that's like family like he adopted he one of us too and the shit was just so funny and it was so much fun but it was my first episode of game banging and i was never an apache but that's what my girl that's what my cousin was, and she said that's what we was. So that's kind of how that went for that day, or whenever she came around, more or less. Um, it always turned into boys versus girls, and it was, it was those, it's those memories that don't make the other parts of my childhood so fucked up. It was the moments. It's just those little flickers of light that brings so much more to the table like I low-key learned how to fight that way because we would be not like fighting to hurt each other but when you got your male cousins you got to get them niggas up off you or you at least got to hurt them for real even though they're not gonna hurt you for real like you gotta fuck them up quick fast and in a hurry and get loose (laughs) so really that's really what it was and like it was just so, like I can I can see it so vivid in my mind of us. The way the house was set up was like the door to come into the house was on the side of the house. It was we had to walk up eight steps to 
to make it to the main entrance. So you walk into so the front door, walk up these eight steps. To your left is the front room. To your right is the dining room. And we are all up and through there, tearing shit up. You go to the dining room. You make a right in the dining room. When you get to the walls of the dining room, you make a right. And then you make a left to go into the kitchen. Right when you go to the kitchen, like it's a door right there. And then right behind that door is the door that goes down into the basement inside the kitchen. So like we really, y'all, like rumbling. It was so much fun. It was, again, it was one of the greater memories that I have. And it taught me a lot about myself. Because at the end of the day, when it was all said and done, we always said we won. We don't really know who won, but of course the girls always won. And it was still a matter of the, when she left and the fun was over, we still had to walk on eggshells because they were still trying to fuck us up. That was left. They was like, oh yeah, y'all dumb motherfuckers. Y'all was supposed to be on our team. Y'all let her come here and gash y'all up on this girl's got to stick together shit. But it couldn't have been all of us against one. That ain't how it worked, boys. That's not how we get down. It is girls versus boys all the time. And they still, they didn't hold no grudges, I guess was the way to put it. That after that first day. But after one of these rumbles, when the older cousins left and us younger ones was left there and we weren't supposed to go nowhere, we listened to Junior's dumb ass about going to this park. It's called Bessemer Park. We ain't supposed to leave the house, y'all. Like, we ain't supposed to go nowhere, right? So we, we listen to Junior and we go. Now, we own... So it's me... Taria, Jeremy, Terrence, Dominique, and Junior. And we go to Bessemer Park. Now, my Auntie Candy was at the house, and we wasn't supposed to leave, but we did. We snuck off. We dipped. So we at the park. We kicking it. We plant. Was this before? I can't even remember now if it was before or after we we got to the yeah we are now leaving the park we've been at the park we didn't have fun we didn't play everything we wanted to play we didn't did all types of crazy shit dumb shit we ain't had no business doing and now we're leaving we're headed back home and as we're heading home some dude ran up on us with a gun like this nigga pulled a gun on us for a bike the only bike that was with us was Dominique's brand new bike that wasn't nobody supposed to have or be on. So we give this dude the bike and take off. Okay, so wait, hold on. I missed the part. Let's back up a quick bit, right? Okay. So when dude pulled this gun, I took off running. But because Terrence and I want to say Terrence and Jeremy were inside the corner, inside this store. So as we come in home, it's like this little corner store or whatever. They in the store getting something and it's right across from the park. And I, sw- my dumb ass is so in a panic. I am so terrified 
I ran around the store like two, three times trying to find the door. Finally get in the store and I tell them what's going on. And we are walking home. We are, um, so now we scared and we leaving. And we, we trying to get home. So we decided we were going to run home. And I'm trying to run. And for whatever reason, Jeremy was the slowest runner of the boys, right? So he's running with me. But now I'm already low-key exhausted because my dumbass ran around the store two times trying to get in to get to them to begin with. Motherfucker, when I tell you this nigga left me, I've never been so disappointed before in my life, G. So now I'm like, I can't breathe. <laughs> He's telling me, motherfucker, run or I'm going to leave you. And I'm like, but I can't breathe. I can't breathe. That nigga left me. <laughs> this nigga left me, y'all. Jeremy, whenever I see you, I still owe you an ass whooping for leaving me that day when that freaky Jason motherfucker was behind us. So as I'm running... I finally catch my wind and I'm like, fuck it, I can go. I then ran my dumb ass past my neighborhood. So like the block I was supposed to turn on, I ran past because now I'm just running. I didn't went into full forest gump mode, y'all. Like I have tunnel vision. I can't see shit. I, I am like lost. So I don't even remember who picked me up, how I get back to the motherfucking house. But eventually, somehow or another, I pop up at home and my grandfather cussed me out so motherfucking bad. I have never, man, y'all, I'm telling y'all, I felt so stupid. So like, because we was tormented and held at gunpoint for a fucking bike, we didn't get our ass whooped. We didn't get it. That was our punishment. That was the traumatization of that shit was our punishment. But that shit, I'm telling if y'all had been there, like, this shit was so stupid because I literally couldn't breathe. And this nigga was like, man, bitch, if you don't run, I'ma leave your motherfucking ass. And I'm like, don't leave me. I can't breathe. That motherfucker left me, G. <laughs> it's cool though. Wait, just wait. I'm telling y'all. Fuck him up. But those are again, even in the darkness, there's always a little bit of light. And again, one of the funner moments. Um, good times. We've done so much crazy shit, and there's so many stories about the crazy shit that we've gotten into um what's funny what another funny thing was is when we became adults and we started telling on ourselves like telling our aunties and or their mothers what we did or the things that we did that they always questioned you know, you can't whip my ass for it now. And it's so long ago, you still can't even be mad about it no more. So, hey, let me tell you the truth about what we used to do when y'all wasn't there type shit. Yeah, those conversations are always fun. But, um... Oh, my goodness. So, now I got the light on and I'm yawning. 
So it just is what it is. Um, I love y'all. And I love, I love sharing. I love the time that you give to me. Um, all in all, what it boils down to for me, this episode is mostly about the transformation. It's preparing for the discovery mode. And I am so excited about it. I don't know anywhere else I'd rather be than right now in this moment of learning to love myself and discovering myself and being at peace with myself totally. Um, I guess next Friday, I don't know if I'm going to actually do the Black Girl Loss on Friday or if I'm going to do it Saturday after the cut. Um, shit, I might just do Friday and Saturday. Next week might be three episodes. Who knows? Um, so we'll just wait for next week to see what that brings. But again, don't forget to fuck with your girl. Don't forget to reach out. Speak to me. Holla at me. Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram. I'm everywhere. You can be. If you look for Convict the God, nigga, Google it. How about that? Google it. And, uh, let's just get this hopping. Let's keep it going. Um, again, I welcome the feedback and thank you. Thank you so much for, for the input and the conversations. I really appreciate it. I enjoy them. Um, I just love y'all. That's all. So I hope this was a little bit more insightful in regards to myself and what makes me tick and I hope you're able to understand what the ugly cousin of the butterfly really is and what that means. So let's all be moths to the flame. Let's look for the light. Bless up. Love you much. 